This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 8.12.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Are we still on Instagram? That's good. Why? Is it, is it well, closed? No, we might have done something scandalous. Um, no, not this week. Okay. Well, we played a very weird version. <laughs> oh, anyway, carry on. Okay. Morning. So, um, it's been a difficult week. I know. Well, I think I know what you're going to say. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't want to preempt you. Come on, you can preempt me. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, a couple of people, Frank, more than a couple, I'm going to go full handful, have been in touch regarding your beloved team. I, I don't think you had the best week, did you? We should mm. say, um, uh, we're not going to go hardcore into football, but of course, whenever we talk about football, I try to, to seek out the human interest element so that there's something yeah. for everybody. Yeah. But this week, there was <clears throat> a game which would have sent um, the team I support towards Wembley and then possibly towards the Premier League. Mm-hmm. That great pot of gold in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> but um, despite a certain amount of uh, courageous uh, behaviour, it, it didn't work out. Well, James got in touch with us, James K Design, to say... Oh, James K Design. Yes. He's a, I don't know if he's anything to do with uh, Kafka's The Trial. <laughs> he's the brother of oh. Joseph, perhaps. Yeah. <clears throat> a modern update on... Uh, um, you know, well, he basically says, lock up your central reservations, hashtag WBA, <laughs> hashtag playoffs. Frank is on the prowl. Yeah, it's um, that's because when I used to get very drunk, I used to sleep on central reservations in Birmingham. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. go that far, but oh, I'll tell you what I did do. I, I, as I drove back from it, I mean, I didn't get off the car park till half eleven. Oh no. And then, um, and then they, they closed the M6. So I'm oh. just driving late at night. I'm old. Oh. I thought, can I make it? Did you have an audiobook on? Oh, thank God. I had big Finnish audiobooks. I got through... Um, What'd you get through? Three different Doctor Whos. Did you? I got through Dav- oh. yeah, Davidson, uh, Baker, brackets Colin, and, uh, and uh, Sylvester. Okay. So, yes. So uh, thank God for that. I think I wouldn't might have just driven into the... Um, the heartbreak Birmingham night. Right. Being stuck in the car park is, oh. The, la- <clears throat> the last... When you've lost, it's bad. When you've won, then you just you just want to sit somewhere and glow. Hmm. I don't do that anymore. The last time that happened to you me... You stop glowing? No, I'll never stop glowing. Doesn't sit in car parks. No. When I know there's going to be <laughs> a car park where there's going to be an overflow that's going to make me sit there you for longer than about either. 10 minutes, I don't go to the, the thing. I just refuse right. to go. Wow. I had it once. I didn't go to Ascot for that reason. Um, and the last time it happened to me was Oasis 1996. <laughs> you didn't go? Oh, you I did went go. and I got stuck in the stuck car in park. I thought, I won't be doing this again. So that's as a result of strict. Oasis... Do you like that, though? It's sort of a moment of, like, I think I'm ready to make a big decision. <laughs> no, but it's it's the reverse of um, deferred gratification. Right. Because when you park, yeah, to be able to park right next to the ground before the game is brilliant. Right. So I don't think about tomorrow. It's the, drink, it's the drinker's mentality. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. When I park and I just walk out, brilliant. And then I'll worry about that long, long... You're the opposite of Annie in many respects. I am. And I love you for that. The opposite of Annie um, <laughs> could be um, my motto. <laughs> yeah, and, and also I had one of those um, 
I was one of those do-gooders in front of me in the queue oh. who kept letting people in. Oh. People who were cheating by going halfway down the queue, yeah. he was letting them in. I don't like that. What? Can I just get, have an update? I was looking for the fish sticker. There wasn't one. <laughs> it was just a nice bloke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I once went to Greenbelt, the uh, the Christian festival, mm. and there was a... I was talking to Africa and I realised, and I'm not making this up for comic effect, there was three people at a roundabout uh, trying to give way to each other. <laughs> Christian traffic, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. You can't make it work. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Jack Grealish. Oh, yeah. Ring any bells? Yes. Are you familiar with his work? Is he a footballer? He is. Yes, heard he of him. Yes. Aston Villa. And um, I hate to say, but he's a he's a, he's a very good player. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. And um, that's big of you. But I'll tell you something. I was watching him, and he's a you know he's a handsome young chap. And he, everything said to me that he had gone through several pairs of um, kit shorts until he'd found. Ones that were a bit snogger than everyone else oh. in the team. Oh, had he? I think someone's told Jack that he's got um, a fabulous derriere. Oh, right. And I'm not saying that they've given him misinformation, because he has. But by goodness me, he has framed it. Oh, right. He well, has put it in the shop window. It's someone said to me, oh, the rumour is that he's going he's to play under the auspices of the Black Chicken next year oh. for Tottenham. <laughs> That will just sound like such gobbledygook to somebody yes. who doesn't know what this I is. Know, but I, I, I I mean, even think football that, fans might be lost by that last bit. <laughs> I always think the listeners we've got are probably... We've probably got the ones we're going to got, get by yeah. now. Right. Do you know when you watch X Factor or something like that? No, I don't. I don't. OK. I or Britain's Got Talent. I know. So someone comes on and you think, well, where have, I you, paid been, attention where to have you been for the last ten years? Right. Why now? Why now yeah. have you come forward with this talent? Mm-hmm. What have you been sitting at home and thinking... Oh, hold on a minute. This is um, like series eight. Oh, I see. So people with the talent. What about that thing? I actually, I might do. Where have they been? Are they an enormous holding pen? Anyway, so um, so someone said to me, I was going. He's going to Tottenham next year, and I think. He will balk at having to wear dark shorts. Oh. I think that will let him down. I thought, on... I thought you meant bulk. Oh, bulk. No, up. no. If he, if he makes the most of all those uh, bottomless pint glasses there. I, I think he's going to lose a bit of definition in, uh, in a Tottenham Hotspur short. I think oh. he might change his, his uh, destination for that reason. Interesting. Well, I want to watch this space. We'll We're having right. down, are we? If that transfer falls apart and he stays... Or go, or go somewhere trans- with white shorts. Yeah. <laughs> if that transfer falls apart, I would love it. <laughs> so, um, I had many thoughts on the night. For example, they had um, at half-time... I once went to the cup final with an American girlfriend and they had a brass band come on mm. and she said, hey, they have a half-time show. Oh. And so I always think of it as the halftime show. Oh, yes. Yeah. And what they did, they had like a big, well, it's a sort of like a dartboard. <laughs> oh, okay. But you lie it flat on the pitch. It's like 
a, a cloth dartboard. Oh, yes, board. I understand right. what you're saying, yes. And then a fan comes on and he has to kick the ball and he has to get it to stop in one of the segments. Oh, OK. Sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, it's... You can't quite see what the segments are is the oh, problem unless you're in the very highest seat. So it's basically a bloke trying to stop a ball on a blanket. <laughs> right. what you're watching. Imagine it's like an annoying person at a picnic. Yes. So anyway, he rolls the ball down. First time he misses, crowd give him a bit of stick, you know. Uh-huh. Next time, he does get it on the blanket. I'm, I'm relieved for him. Yes. The guy says, well done. He has a look at his list and he says, you've won a lucky dip. And I thought, well, hold on. This is like the Hall of Mirrors phenomenon. You just can't carry on winning another go at something forever. Yeah. Anyway, so the next time, I can see even from my vantage point, he's gone much more central. And mm. I thought, well, thank God for that. He's actually got something... And the bloke looks at his list and said, right, you've won um, air freshener. Air freshener? Oh. Air freshener. I mean, he was in the... Does it, does you know, the does narrow bit. The hair? No, oh, OK. Air. Oh, OK, right. No, I just <laughs> thought it was an accent thing. Yeah, so hair. that was pretty much the top prize, was some air freshener. Well, I, he didn't air get the ball. I don't know what the ball size to... would have been. Scratchings? Oh. <laughs> Terrible. I mean, come on, guys. It was a playoff semi-final. When Zoopla yeah. used to... Uh, you know Zoopla? Yeah. When they sponsored us, they used to bring a big wooden house, like two-dimensional house front. Did they? And the prize was... Bear in mind, this is a man who's just won a lucky dip and an air freshener, right? Mm-hmm. If you got a football through the window of the wooden um, two-dimensional house... You want a house? No. You want a house with it? This bloke that is air a great fresh. prize. See, when we was in the prem, you could win a house, and yeah. now we're in the championship, you can win air freshener. That, if anyone ever asks you the difference <laughs> between those two things, that is the answer. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh, here's a question, Phil, that struck me um, while I was watching the match the other night. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. where, where do you buy smoke bombs from? Good question. Could you get to Halford's? 8-12-15. That's, um, I mean, I they're mean, not selling they them for? at the club shop, are they? No, what is I know where they, they, they get the colours, though. They, get, they always get the right colour. Oh, well, maybe they are selling them at the club You're shop. You're right. We found the culprit in Do they have another use? <laughs> Do they have an industrial practical use? (laughs) I mean, if I met someone and I said, oh, what do you do for a living? He said, I manufacture uh, smoke bombs. Yeah, I think he was an anarchist, though, but these are clearly, you know... Oh, no, this is a capitalist. Recreational items, but you're absolutely right. I mean, the odd parade, maybe... Do you think they're part of the firework um, market? Yeah. They're a bit of a damp squib. I mean, they don't go very high, do they? There's something I, I sort of... When I see one at a match, though, like if it's like, you know, I don't know, Liverpool and it's a red smoke bomb, I think, mm. oh, that's it, you've done your prep. You haven't just, you know, mm. you haven't just gone in and picked a smoke bomb at random. When we see smoke bomb, maybe, is it just chalk or something? Is it? Is no, it's it... red smoke or blue. I think Villa had <laughs> what like are the a What fibres in the smoke, Frank? I think Villa had claret smoke mm. in there. Very specific. They went oxblood. Yeah. yeah, so, well, yeah, well... I mean, obviously, you get it on the dark net. Oh, yeah. I know where you get stink bombs. So. Oh, yeah. Because stink bombs always had that very distinctive... There was a cartoonist who only seemed to do jokes. 
Are you familiar with his work? No, about would, stink bomb. He, no, he would do cartoons on the cover of a stink bomb. Oh packet. yes. And I never saw his work elsewhere. It's that fabulous thing in comics where lines coming <laughs> off something could tell oh, you yeah. all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. They could tell you something if they was it was smelly. There'd be curvy lines going yes. upwards. <laughs> If someone had got, like, a sore nose, there'd be straight lines uh-huh. coming off the end of it. I mean, it's really... The, I, the line work is... The line was exceptional, and I do think... The linesman. I think <clears> also <throat> the stink bomb artist might have been at least related or trained at the school of, like when Leonardo yeah. had, you know, his apprentices, as a, a real Bronx cheer artist. Oh, the whoopee cushion guy. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, right. I think they came from the same school. Yeah, mate, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be great to find out it's the same person? <laughs> anyway, I, I, and I don't want one uh, yet. Yeah. A smoke bomb? Yeah, but um, I just taught me, uh, they, don't, it, they don't feel sinister enough to, you have to get them from anywhere horrible. I mean, no. I have, we have had a number of, uh, well, we've had feedback already on this. Halfords? I'm guessing Halfords. No, um, he hasn't been in touch. But um, <laughs> clarification, these are for children, not crazed footy fans. Oh. Says 887. Oh, so it's a kid's toy thing. A little, little bit judgy. You can use smoke bombs for checking chimneys aren't blocked. Gas men. Wow. Different colours to see coming out of chimney in bad weather. That's Excellent. Funny. That's yeah. what they've been doing at the Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> What about this, by the way? You know, they know the, I'll, I'll shut up about the game after this, Link. But after, um, you know, it ended with a penalty shootout. Imagine if shoot. they'd won. It ended with a penalty shootout, right? Right. And before the penalty shootout, three penalty takers who would have took penalties had already been off and gone off and been substituted. So oh, it was quite a heavy-duty oh. conversation to decide who the five, the brave five would be. So they gathered round, and it was a real, like, serious, heavy, you know discussing it you're asking people to put their you know their, their nail their yeah. courage to the sticking post or whatever it is yeah and um they were joined by baggy bird the mascot <laughs> oh. in the who seemed to be nodding along and <clears throat> contributing he was contributing yeah, I took how did like, you get a C? What, 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 what was, was it? too big yeah, a moment for him. Stay out of it. Yeah. This is a, this, the club's future is on the line. And there's a giant thrush getting involved in the chat. I think there might have been an expert in the costume. No, it was Adrian Childs. He can't resist getting involved. No, well, look, I took a photo, so we'll put that on our... Um, on our what do we put it on, Sarah? Instagram. We'll put it on our Instagram. I mean, I was... I was it, it, partly funny, but I thought, no, I don't have the wrong <laughs> advice to go Can you imagine if that happened at an England game? <laughs> What's happened now? We're asking cartoon characters to make major... De- I mean, we've now hit sort of year zero at West Brom, maybe uh-huh. because of something that the giant thrush advised. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We know so much about smoke bombs now. Oh, loads. Well, I, you know what? That's been an education for me because I did think they might be from some dark, anarchic part of society and illegal and all that. And the answer is not at all. It's for gas men mainly, or gas people. Uh, you use smoke bombs for checking chimneys aren't blocked and um, Neil says different colours to see coming out of chimney in bad weather. That's why they have different yeah. colours. Brilliant. 
And uh, good info. Four six nine Al says you can get them from paintball and special effects supplies. I use them for photography. Oh. Oh. About four pounds each. I love that. That's all. I'm out. Four pounds <laughs> each. Four. That's a bargain, isn't it? <clears throat> no, it's too much. I'm bringing one in next week. <laughs> what is the um, absolute rip-off? What is it? What is it contained in? I like it to think bag? it's a round black. You know, that it's a black Like a balloon, sphere. I imagine right, a balloon. Yeah, yeah. Like the bombs of yesteryear. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the slight thing on the top with a fuse. Yeah. yeah. Is, there, is there ever a bomb like that? Yeah. Like a sort of cartoon Daffy Duck Acme bomb company yeah. bomb. Yeah. So sphere, slight tube on the top, fuse, yeah. that kind, with bomb written mm. on it. Did such a bomb ever exist? I'm sure. I yes. hope that's true. I and don't also, want to be hoisted by my own petard. No. 473 has said, Morning all, my dad used to smoke his greenhouse out at the end of every year with a smoke bomb from the garden centre. But to do what? They to were get, cone-shaped. Is that to get rid of insects? Yeah, yes, I, wanna, I imagine I wanna, so, I want to yeah. why on this. Why would someone do that? You think it is insects? Also, in those days, you just sit some old uncle down in there with 20 embassy. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of any other reason for making a greenhouse a certain colour. No. no wonder we never had insects in our house. <laughs> Get through the pea soup or smoke. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the sort of thing Jean-Michel Jean might try and pull off on a oh, greenhouse. Yeah. <laughs> you remember Jean-Michel? Do I have He a... did the pyramids and made all the pyramids go different colours in his gig. I based my entire hairstyle on him. <laughs> Do you? Mm. Um, what a man. JMJ. <laughs> Anyway, more football news. And this, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm moving away now to um, a club in having happier times. My son, you may know, supports um, the Black Chicken. Oh, he loves Black Chicken. So uh, we went along there and um, we came away with some booty. Oh, did you? Yeah. Club the, shop? Well, we was in the hospitality section. Nice. And... Um, Didn't know Grealish had sign, signed yet. There was an... There, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of booty... Booty galore. Booty plus next season. <laughs> um, so, um, the, uh, there was a, a... At this sort of bit where you got food, there was the biggest, strangest tomato I've ever seen. Not for to be eaten. It, it was so strange. It had been taken away from the other tomatoes, <laughs> and um, and put. There was, there's no tomatoes in the community. They, they just put they put it on a shelf, and it became a thing that people went, "Wow, look at that tomato!" Incredible. It was separated. Yeah, but it was like not only massive, but like it was all strangely shaped and gnarled. Oh, we should take a photo. Well, as it happens. Um, He's got oh pics. God. The, Boz was so enamoured of this, the chef said, uh, do you want it? Are no. you joking? So he gave us the giant tomato. It's like a Roald Dahl story. <laughs> yeah. I love this chef. It is. Uh, it was so kind of him. It's really cool. Someone had said to me, the giant tomato. If someone had said to me, you're going to leave Tottenham Hotspur with a gift for your child, <laughs> I would have had a thousand guesses before I'd have hit the giant tomato. <laughs> but, but I did a photo, which I'll also put on uh, Instagram. But oh, I, I, I'll tell you why, because I realised as soon as I got my actual hands on it, it was a prop gag. Waiting to happen. Oh, good. Oh, great. So, um, That's nice for Kath. So, uh, not only as have we got the giant tomato at home, we, we think we'd eat it. Uh, it's his birthday coming up, so we thought we'd eat it this weekend. 
That's, oh, a, that's a nice uh, cake for a child. <laughs> yeah, birthday uh, tomato. Yeah, put a candle on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Horrible birthday <laughs> treat. Do you remember that sketch that Les Dawson used to do with was it Roy Dutrice when they used to be like two two old women talking talking over the mm. fence? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there was one when. Um, Les Dawson had a big salami that he bought. Now you can imagine what they just he took the cover off it in his basket and this big salami was sticking up. The audience laughed for about 12 minutes without anything being said. And you think, how can you possibly top this? And then he looks at uh, the other woman and says, Seems a shame to cut it, doesn't it? Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. We've just looked at a photograph of you with a tomato right in front of your face. We've done nothing else except stare at that tomato. <laughs> Looking it's, good. Uh, it's, it's, when a tomato really goes for it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's symbolic of what we're all achieve, we can all achieve if we really try. It's a shame yeah. you've already put the picture up because I feel like when a tomato really goes for it could also have been the caption yeah. on the Insta. When a, to- when a tomato <laughs> ignores its comfort zone. <laughs> oh, it's a big deal, It's like right? it doesn't know the idea of circle. It's like, well, like it hasn't seen other tomatoes. Yeah. yeah. There once that. was an ugly tomato. <laughs> I love its independent streak. Uh, I wonder it's, what it's, it's going to taste like. Well, yeah, what if it's like the taste bit? I mean, well, the so great thing. We'll find out on Buzz's uh, tomato-based birthday <laughs> celebration. Well, the great thing, of course, is tomatoes don't actually taste of anything, so it hasn't got it hasn't got much to. Uh, oh, well, good uh, one. Mm, okay, that's quite controversial because a lot of people don't he's, like tomatoes. He's gone there. How do you explain there. that, my friend? <laughs> well, they don't like it because the pips. Well, all. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I've never seen them interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's like if someone could, if you could mould tap water oh, yeah. and made it tomato shaped, then, uh, you know. The thing, I mean, I won't go on too much about tomatoes. However, <laughs> the thing that. Are you reassuring <laughs> someone who you see in your mind's eye reaching for <laughs> dial? Yes. Okay. But just briefly. We did all those links about football, but tomato <laughs> is the bit they're going to jump off. Exactly. Or, or indeed any link in the football, entire last year. They were about years. life. <laughs> but the thing that slightly um, troubles me about the tomato. It's just how tenuous the contents are. The link, the linkage to the outer <sighs> casing. Yeah. I mean, the vulnerability of those contents. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. It could go at any second. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm getting very anxious about <laughs> this because I'm, I'm anxious at how embarrassed I'm going to feel if someone texts in, texts in and do you know they're a fruit. Oh, yeah. I don't think I want to be able to live with that. <laughs> I can't. It, that's not unacceptable. Because you know what? They're not a fruit. I don't care about any, every common sense element. And I'm, I'm dubious about common sense, but having eaten a lot of fruit, yeah. they're not fruit. I don't Showing care off. about the pips. <laughs> Keep your pips. Um, we do, apparently. Um, but no, it's not a fruit, and no one will tell me that it is. Good night. Okay. <laughs> Wow. Oh, I tell you I what, I did... Classification-wise, they're a fruit, but cuisine-wise, they're a vegetable. We treat them as a vegetable. Yeah, exactly. Well, you, you know, and I know, they're not They're not a fruit. <laughs> you know, you eat a I fruit, know. you think, oh... <laughs> you eat a tomato, you think, hmm... <laughs> it's all right. I yeah, think. It'll, it'll... Something to carry salad cream on. Mm. Yeah. Yum. Um, 
What were you going to say, Oh, no, I was going to say something. I mean, earth-shattering, but unfortunately we've run out of time. Because everything stops for for the news and all that. So um, Even tomatoes? Even tomatoes. Um, Yes. Just trying to think of a way out. What's your favourite tomato-based snack, though? Ketchup. This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. You did a little uh, festival this week. Yeah, when you say festival, there was no one sliding along in the mud <laughs> or uh, there was no tree hogging in the early hours. It, was, it wasn't Hello Reading. No, it was the radio festival. Lovely. Oh, a much more civilised affair than it what was. was just described, I should think. Well, of so. course, you uh, have been entered into the academy, I believe. Uh, inducted. Inducted? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Did you get a cloth tote bag? It feels like that kind of festival. Um, you know what? I didn't. The, if oh. there was a goodie bag, yeah. I didn't see it. Oh, you would have loved a radio festival cloth tote. <laughs> In <laughs> fact, when guess. I came out after it, um, there was no car. And someone said to me, oh, yeah, absolute cancelled your, your you car came out, home. Man. I thought, how oh, bad <laughs> did it go that they've cancelled? I'm making get a bus. We are not paying for that to go home. So um, that was a bit upsetting. But anyway, it, it felt like it went really well. well what, so what did you do for it? Induct. By the way, on the subject of inducted as a word I really like, I noticed in the paper today there was a thing about um, Meghan Mark, which used the word protocol, which is another. Oh, nice. Wow, what a word that is. I love a protocol. So, um, so I was interviewed by Matt Ford. Oh, I, lo- I love me some Fordy. Now, Matt Ford, what about this? What a guy. He, he came, is, he's what a he guy. He had a gig in Glasgow the previous night. <laughs> And then he got a train down to interview me at the British Library in London. And then he got after that, immediately after, he dashed off to get a train back to Edinburgh. So in between wow. Glasgow and Edinburgh, he came down to do that thing. Wow. That is... And... Uh, He's the man. Not paid. What? I don't know. Oh. We better not have been. I wasn't. <laughs> First I thought it was commendable. If now it was, I think it's I'd... a symptom of madness. What's if he it up was, to? I'll never speak to him again. Um, <laughs> He's now, just texted me. Um... What an era. Okay, so you weren't paid. Okay. Yeah, he got three thousand cloth tote bags. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, now you come to mention it, though, there was no goodie bag. You got to have a goodie bag. Yeah. Not even a little. What a, a little Robert's radio. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing about doing things that you're not paid to do is you get a goodie bag. Surely. Too late. Oh. Well. Thank, good, thank goodness we never sound that? like entitled nightmares. I know. <laughs> <laughs> So what sort I've of... I've tried to avoid that. ...questions Not did he throw you? Was it a nice interview? I imagine it was. It was... Well, he, he sort of... They started asking me about my view on, you know, radio and stuff like that. It was a bit difficult. What is your view? I expected that. My view on radio was, um... Well, it's all right. I like this. <laughs> as long as I'm I, presenting it. I think you have quite a binary view on radio. You've said, to, <laughs> you've said in the past that there are two types of presenters, aren't there? <laughs> the ones well, that... Well, I mentioned, I did mention the fact that... Right. Oh, are, God. Yeah. <laughs> Alan. No, it's all right. You can no, say this, these things in front good. of a, a radio crowd because they never think you're talking about them. That's perfect. <laughs> okay. So I, I pointed out that there are some, um, some presenters, oh, oh. if they just went blah, 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 <laughs> the show wouldn't suffer in any way or be any <laughs> noticeably different. Great. Did you name anyone? 
Uh, no, no, I would oh, never. Good. I would never name hurtful. anyone. That would be wrong. Yeah. Um, but in the age of robotics, it is a dangerous mm-hmm. game to play because so replaceable. Yeah. In mm. that respect. Mm. I mean, I, you know, I know we can be hit and miss, but... <laughs> Speak for yourself. But we're try- we are trying. We're trying to, you know. Yeah. I said, that, you know, the interesting or funny is that's the deal. If you can't do either of those, um, get a milk round. <laughs> that's wow. my thing. Um, Respect to any milk people. Nobody will. <laughs> what will happen is people say, no, no, I'm, I'm, I think what I actually said, now I come to remember it, is it, if the highlight of your last link was the time check... <laughs> then you need to have a rethink. And I do think these people, God bless them, you know, they will be replaced um, by robots because you've got, you've got to have a reason to, to remain. So uh, that bit went well, I thought. Yeah, sounds really good. Because <laughs> the same people think, well, he obviously doesn't mean me, so they no, were no. loving it. Mm. And then I said, um, I talked a bit about I said I heard a podcast about Anglo-Saxon history. It was a bloke in a shed, and it's really interesting and lively, and he sounded mm. like he loved it. And then I listened to a, a Radio 4 um, programme about Anglo-Saxon history, and it sounded a bit... <laughs> and uh, the place just went completely silent. Uh-oh. Oh. Yeah. So that's why I think they haven't put it up as a podcast. <laughs> But anyway, I was only telling, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that that was a general rule, but in that particular instance... Well, I always remember when Frank said to me, I said I was trying to be more honest in my life, and he said, yeah, it's a harder way to live, though. Um, he wasn't lying. No. No, but I tell you what, um, what I've seen this week is lines of mine, which I thought were pretty good, yeah. misquoted on Twitter. Oh, and, I hate that. And, and, and destroyed. So um, I missed the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The, uh, the evidence. But anyway, it was, like I say, it was a fun day, but I didn't get a car back. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I think the reason I might have had my car cancelled. Oh, yeah. oh, my God, you give these things so much thought, don't you? Oh, well, you know. I mean... A lot of time alone as a comic. <laughs> I think it was Sir Thomas Wyatt who said, they flee from me that sometime did me seek. <laughs> and I thought it might be an example of that. Um, but and, and other things no one ever <laughs> said about a cancelled cat. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I... Uh, after post, um, post-Ford interview... Um, he shot off to the um, to Houston, and I met a historian called Claire, who took me to see um, the Magna Carta and the Codex Sinaiticus. Brilliant! Oh, strange hookup. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was after Beowulf. I'll be honest with you, but mm. apparently it's uh, it's in storage. That's a shame. Oh. I mean, if Beowulf doesn't make the front window, it makes you wonder what they've got, the old... Uh, what else is out of the back? Yeah. So the Codex Sinaiticus, I don't know if you know, it's, it's the oldest existing version of uh, uh, the Bible. OK. Oh. I think it's 3rd century. 
you'd love it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the Magna Carta, obviously, is, is the Magna document. Carta. Oh, and I love a Magna Carta. Yeah. When was it signed, the Magna Carta? 1215. Correct. And it made me think that 81215, which is our texted, <laughs> yeah. is a bit like the uh, personalised number plate <laughs> that um, King John would have. Not quite right. Got the important <laughs> bit, but the eight's in the way. What's that for, John? <laughs> well, um, you know, I think it's just 12.15 that really counts. <laughs> yes. But it was very exciting to uh, to go and see. What, what did it look like up close? The Magna Carta, mm. the tiniest writing. Oh, lovely. But, oh, I mean, beautifully done, but it's like they were... Th- and I tell you, the last bits get a bit smaller. Like, you know when you think, oh, hold well on, I'm not going to get this right, in. running out. Like, like that. Like yeah. a postcard. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do that sometimes. I wrote, I wrote a card to... Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to have to do the name drop. Go on. But Frank, well, my, Neil Gaiman, a mutual oh, uh, yes. friend of ours. Oh, yes. Neil always writes in the old school way. He doesn't do the email and the text. Oh, excellent. He likes a card through the post. Lovely. So I had to respond to him in Green Ink, and I couldn't fit it all in. In Green Ink? Yeah, he, he writes in... I think he wrote in Green oh, Ink. Green Ink. Yeah, well, Green Ink. That's what they used to, um, used to be the sign of... Uh, <laughs> Don't pursue anyone who writes to you in green ink. Cause Did it? It's, it's part of the dangerous community. Oh, no. <laughs> it's more the creative community. Yes. Anyway, my point is, I ran out, and it was like two different hands throughout. <laughs> the second hand was like the font of a... Oh, dear. ...of a I've very strange person. I have the opposite problem with the postcard. I think, oh, how am I going to fill this enormous <laughs> expanse of space? Yeah. Is that because so you're trying to write jokes in all of it? You're always no, thinking, I can't uh, just put anecdote. Yeah, um, it's just a bit, it's always, I, really I'm just saying here's a postcard from me. Mm. Um, maybe I'll just write that forever <laughs> now. Dear, here's a postcard from me, Frank. Because I've got, you know, people buy you, um, I got um, 50 um, Radio Times covers postcards recently. Oh. In a goodie bag. You know, a goodie bag. Just mentioning that, so Absolute Radio can get an idea of the concept. (laughs) Actually, they didn't organise the thing, it was just radio in general. All right. Mm, Okay. but well, the anyway, concept of radio organised. So when I saw these radio, I think I need to start sending people postcards. And mm-hmm. but um, they're fun. I know, but keep the content pleasant. Oh yeah, you can of get course. In trouble for no, I, d- I don't mean threatening <laughs> letters type. Things. No, no, <laughs> threatening letters. That used to be a thing. I was thinking begging letters as well. Yeah, apparently they said he said um, begging letters. <laughs> used to used to be people who specialised in it. Mm-hmm. Our way, down our way. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I've had the pest control men in this week. Uh oh. Oh yeah. You were like my sitcom husband there. Uh-oh, here she is. Well, I'm worried about what pest we're talking about now. I'm worried about whether that's some sort of euphemism <coughs> thing. we carry on. OK, I will. I've had a population explosion in my house. OK. With moths. Oh, moths. Oh, dear. They love me. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, the... Moths is what you don't Do want. not like them. Well, I have not a, a lot of... Clothes. Luxury chunky knits. Yeah. yeah. And a moth. Well, you've got moths and knits. They lo- no. <laughs> Can I just say, I do not have knits. Okay. However, I had to go quite hardcore 
on the type of pest control because I have a moth's population explosion. But in addition to this, mm. I discovered that one of my neighbours, who shall remain nameless, yeah. I'd heard they'd had an infestation of our old friend, the bed bug. Oh, dear. I know. When you say neighbour, do you mean literally next door? Yes. That's close. It's too close for comfort. Mm. Yeah, but you're not sharing the bed, are you? It's just a wall in between, isn't it? (laughs) I think you can still use comfort, but it won't won't get rid of... (laughs) (laughs) So I decided... So I had an existing moth problem, Frank, and an anticipatory BBs Well, I'd rather have have bed bugs than a moth. Would you? Because you can be... 8, 12, 15. Yeah. Which would you rather? Because you can... This is as good as corpse or uh, feces, isn't it? Would you rather bed bug or moth? Frank, make the case for the uh, bed bug over the moth. You can cover your itchy bed bug bites with your fabulous clothes. Uh, I I know what it is to to take a suit off a hanger and see a hole in the back of it. It's it's uh, heartbreaking. Oh, try this week. Put on a jumper. Didn't realise until I was at the venue. Uh, the moth had eaten into the cashmere, mm. and let's just say no one was in any doubt as to the colour of my lingerie. Your brassiere. <laughs> my brassiere. Oh, <laughs> brassiere <yeah>. through cashmere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's quite fashionable now, though, isn't it? A bit of exposed brassiere. I think Madonna... Not like that. Madonna if you've done it deliberately, though. Not yeah. moth-eaten, unless you're going for apocalypse, apocalypse chic. So, anyway, I decided to get rid of them, because we know how we feel about bed bugs, especially as we discovered not only do they mm-hmm. have beaks, but I've become a bit obsessed by them, mm. and I've discovered they've been around since the dinosaurs. What? Yes. Well, they've been around <laughs> pre-bed. <laughs> pre-bed. What were they yeah. called then? Well, they made uh, they loved a bird's nest and an owl burrow. Owl burrow. Yes, the burrowing owl. There's no trees there either. (laughs) The burrowing owl burrows underground. That's where they make their home. I found out so much about bed bugs, Frank. No, well, all sorts of things. Okay, I I had no idea they were that old. Well, I mean, don't insult the things. No, but I mean, it feels like that we should be differential. I don't think it's the same ones, though. I think they're descendants. Of oh, yeah, those things don't that. die. They don't die. Maybe we're descended from them. You reckon? Oh, what we need is isn't it, some sort of evolutionary more, scientist. More phone. science on the show. Oh, God. They're older than bats. And apparently... Older than bats? <laughs> uh, is that the title of your new book? <laughs> <laughs> Can I say, by the way, I was looking... You know we spoke of about audio books? Yeah. I was looking at... I'm on a thing called Audible. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I looked on there, and I thought I'd have a look at Emily's book, right? 163 reviews, all five-star. Brilliant. I mean, it's a phenomenon. Brilliant. Do, 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 do. Oh, really? <laughs> all from F. Skinner. Well done, though. They are oh. not. Well done, you. Oh, love That's him. That's what I would say. Love him. Yeah. I'm, I was, um, what was I? <laughs> Pleased. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Can Moth, I interrupt? Moths and bed bugs. Can I just, just say, I don't have bed bugs. I've got anticipatory <clears throat> bed prevent, bugs. That's prevent. Thank you, Potential. What you want is, you know those velvet bugs. robes they put around beds <laughs> in uh, stately homes that oh, you yeah. visit? Yeah, That's yeah. what you want. Oh, like at Hampton Court. You've got one of those yeah. anyway, haven't you? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm not, not that exclusive, it turns <laughs> out. So uh, 
I decided it was time for some serious action. These chaps came in. They're young, the pest people. Are they? 17, one of the boys. Wow. I know. He had a lot of experience with pests, though. He was with his brother, older brother. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, family business. He said, yeah. I said, was your, was your, was your dad a, a pest person? An exterminator. Yeah, I didn't know what to call it. I said, pest person. Yeah. He said, yeah, runs in the family. I thought, runs in the family's odd. Yeah. I tried to make a joke. Because, right. you know, I had to leave the house for 12 hours. While they, basically what they do is turn the heat up, they put the chemicals down oh, and they make it so yes. hot, Ray and I had to leave the house. I said, I made a joke. You I did said a pun. to me earlier, it, it can't, nothing can be too hot for you. <laughs> yeah, that's what you <laughs> well, said. Can I say, it wouldn't have been too hot. They made me leave the house. Okay, I would have sure. enjoyed it. And when I came back... Having made a bug joke, I did make one bug joke. Okay. I said, I won't bug you. They didn't flinch. No. <laughs> I know no uh, sense of humour, these pest people. Well, well, I maybe, think it's they've also that they, maybe they've heard it a time I think it's because they see it a lot. Like, oh, I, I mean, no disrespect. A, I once had a builder who <laughs> straight-faced said to me, um, I'm sorry, but he was fixing the chimney and he said, I'm... It's gonna it's gonna cost more than we thought it was because the price of lead has gone through the roof, <laughs> and he didn't even crack a smile. He yeah. was just so focused on and building. Obviously, you would have cracked a smile had it not been preceded, <laughs> preceded <laughs> by the price hike information. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to tell you what this. I mean, I went for the full Monty pest treatment. The treatment I went for is meant to repel... Is this during the 12 hours you were out of the house? <laughs> for the full, full Monty Pest treatment? Well, this is meant to repel anything and everything but can I ask from a your domicile. Because someone said to me the very opposite of this. When when I had the moths, and I, 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 they, didn't, they weren't seen to be like any full infestation, they said... What you need to do is put your clothes in the deep freeze. Correct. Oh. Extreme temperatures. Oh, well, I okay. Um, I like that he met, he conceded. Oh, all yeah, right. Yeah. So I came back, Frank, mm. and they had said, "Look, it'll be very hot." I said, I, "I love the heat. I don't mind." I got back. The wallpaper had come off my walls. Wowie. My decorative logs had shrunk. Oh. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. My sheepskin was... It's cold. It's usually cold. It does that to me. <laughs> Extreme temperatures. One My sheepskin had shriveled to nothing. What? Yes. I mean, not not a sort of Ron Atkinson or John Motson type sheepskin. I mean, yeah. my rugs. I yeah. have three. Right. Oh, dear. They'd become... Now one you've got to use them as a chamois. <laughs> oh, dear. I couldn't even use them on the car. Shri well, what happened? Shriveled sheepskin. Decorative logs shrunken. And wallpaper hanging off pathetically. That's a terrible thought, because if there was some sort of climate crisis <laughs> and it got incredibly hot in this country, mm -hmm. it suggests that sheep would be strangled by their own pelts. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible... That's Enjoy like, your um, breakfast, everyone. <laughs> well, it's the skin base, I think. That that's like... The um, there's a, there's a, you remember I was talking about um, William S. Burroughs the other week? <laughs> Oh, yeah. He wrote a book with uh, Kerouac, and it was based, the title was based on a report they heard on the radio of a fire at a zoo. <laughs> and the book was called, And the Hippos Were Boiled in Their Tanks. Oh. Good morning. <laughs> Frank Four nine six has texted the eight in eight twelve fifteen is fine as there were eight copies of the Magna Carta. Wow, was that pleasing? Lovely. Thank you, David, for that. 
If that's if that's right, then that, you can imagine King John saying, right, "No, no, what is City Eight? Just as I justify. Okay, King John. <laughs> okay, so I came back to the house to see the um, post post um, post heat wave. Oh yeah, expecting some sort of pet cemetery. Had oh, the, um, yeah. had the pest thought, control people left at that point when you returned, or were they just there in like um, no, speedos? No, sunglasses. Yeah. one of them was playing fabulous tans. <laughs> <laughs> Tequila, the colada. Yeah. It was very. It was a Club Tropicana video. <laughs> if they wore anoraks in the Club Tropicana video, uh, no, one was playing Candy Crush, I think, on his phone. Okay, and um, I mean they were lovely boys and they did a great job. However,s. Hmm. When I got back, I thought, well, I've got this carnage. That's the tax I paid on the pet cemetery or the bug cemetery. So there's dead moths everywhere. Yeah, you'd think, wouldn't you? I went upstairs. I said, oh, where are the corpses? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, we didn't see any. I said, Uh-oh. sorry? There, there weren't any bed bugs, as it turned out. Okay. So I should be grateful for this. I didn't see any dead moths either. Had they hoovered so, them up or was there just was I it a false alarm? I don't know whether they'd had their hands on the Dyson, but I think they did a good job. It was expensive, though. They did a good job of getting rid of the moths <laughs> that didn't exist. Yeah. Well, what do you think? I mean, how much would you expect to pay for that sort of work? Well, I think what you've got to think of, first of all, bed bugs are a horrible thing, but also, yeah. you know, we come up to the summer, you'll soon be in your bikini... Sure. You know, you don't want bed bug marks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, I think with mods, you've got to think about what you're going to lose. I mean, your True. years in the fashion industry. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a really impressive collection of cashmere. Yeah, yeah. I, I once came just close to sobbing over a smedley that had been lost to... Uh, what to is a smedley? A John Smedley. It's a very nice knitwear You've worn uh, them. You're just not aware. Lovely. Okay. Shout I've out seen to you John Smedley in Matlock. I don't want anyone to think they just eat jumpers and stuff. So they do eat your... I ate me, my jacket. And a Which suit, jacket? Yeah, yeah, I've had a suit, What, your, your sheepskin? Which jacket? No, no, just a normal suit jacket. A big hole in the shoulder. Yeah. That looked look like, uh, like a Brutal. parrot had exploded. <laughs> Oh. Okay, how much? Well, so how cool much? How much are we thinking? How much? What, what do you, you pay out? <laughs> Here's the question. <laughs> okay, uh, should we go to Frank? Thirty. Thirty-one. Thirty-one pounds. I'd expect to pay a couple of hundred quid. You think a couple of hundred? Yeah, to get that done properly. Okay. Oh. Okay. Uh, higher. Uh, not into. Uh, not, <laughs> not, not out of the hundreds. <laughs> We're not going out of the hundreds, are we? Eight hundred quid. Do you think I was done? Well, no, because hold on. You've probably got a jacket worth 800 quid. Can I you? say that is a lot of money to me? I don't want people to think I'm throwing this money around willy nilly. No, but you can but, say that. Nobody's believing it. But you can say it. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm saying is what you would lose in the clothes would be yeah. worth more than that. So see it as an, in, in, an investment. Yeah. What a lovely attitude. You're yeah. like my priest. He's very wise. <laughs> not, not, in the, not in the flea bag sense. No. <laughs> not that flea- kind of priest. Spoilers. If only Fleabag had gone C of E, it wouldn't have been a problem. Good point, good point. <laughs> Why? That was a plot failing. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm just saying, Frank, I might stick with the bed bugs and moths next. I mean, they're cheaper yeah. dates, aren't they? They're um, the best controllers. No, I think... 8.50 you, a day. Who is? Who are these guys, Sinatra? You did, you did the right, <laughs> eight, the right thing. 8.50 a four? I mean, please. I'd be worried that there weren't any dead moths anywhere. Then. Yeah. <clears throat> that, that suggests like me. they're um, 
sitting in a chill out room somewhere, yeah. fighting for the temperature to. Oh, they're not. Oh, they're post rave, aren't they? It's a horrible feeling though that when you find the holes in the clothes. I think you did the right thing to deal did with it. Did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. It made me feel so much better. Do you have pest problems, Alan? We've got a mouse. We've got a mouse. Just the just, one. <laughs> we think it is just the one, but it's uh, it's been in the bedroom. We've had a bedroom mouse. My wife How could hear know? it. It woke her up. She could hear it scampering. The other sure, day. it was a mouse. That wasn't you. Pretty sure it was a history, mouse. Midnight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but remember uh, Al telling us that he was brilliant at coming home quietly. Oh, I am good at tiptoeing. Yeah, that's that one is of a fact. His, uh, what a great things to show off about. It's all that walking up the edge of the stairs. Really good at tiptoeing. Very um, MI5. Also, but Frank, have you? I didn't know that. Stand by that. If anything, my skills have got better in the intervening year. I didn't think of the mouse as a sort of bachelor character. Oh, you're right. They're breeders, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah. I'm worried. Actually, you're right. I mean, he sounds a bit of a loner. Solitary, uh, (laughs) morose, concerned. (laughs) That's it. It's a a misprint. <laughs> All right, like an emo. Yeah, emo, emos. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm feeling. I'm already feeling sorry for that mouse. You can imagine it. Has he got a tiny black leather jacket? The fact that he's in the bedroom is like he's, in a, he's a starving artist in the garret. Oh, he's, he's like Thomas Chatterton. I can see him now lying across the trap, slightly empurpled. Oh, I see him, Frank, with a long black leather matrix t- coat. Oh, like a tiny little one fitted. Oh, no, Maybe I see dyed him. his hair black, Robert Wh- Smith style. White, um, sort of Shelley type shirt, <laughs> bishop sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, keep us posted on I him. Will. Um, oh, I will. Oh, I will. Yeah, I, I'm hoping he might escape in, in some way. Yeah. In a uh, swinging from a very, very small chandelier, <laughs> if you've got such a thing. Oh, yeah, the house is full of small chandeliers, <laughs> as you can imagine. Oh, yeah, I remember you telling me that. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Our 978 have got in touch about, they're calling them smokes, which are the... Smoke bombs. Smoke bombs. Okay. Interestingly enough, they are a company. We have a company who sell them. Getting in touch. Okay. Uh, your discussion on smokes. We're an all-year retail firework business, and we sell them. They're predominantly purchased for gender reveals. You know those ba- baby parties. You get a blue. What? Or- yes. No, I've yes. never heard of that in yeah. my life. I know. Photography and. Wait That's for this the one. sell-by date going on that industry, isn't it? <laughs> Wait gender reveals. I thought gender was just a bourgeois <laughs> construct. Okay, uh, calm construct down, everyone. Entirely. Listen, do you want to hear the third one? Stop it, you two. Do you want to hear the third one? <laughs> Go on. Battle reenactments. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Bill that Collins. That makes a lot of sense. Bill Collins in the Civil War. But Hello. Wh- but why would you have a, uh, a coloured smoke for um, battle reenactment? I don't know. I think they might just for, have general smoke, Al. Maybe you can get like a blue and white one for the Scots and... Uh, Confederacy. Other ones what, for other... suggesting that one of them is on fire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've never heard of the gender reveal smoke. Bomb. I mean, that yeah. might got to be outdoors, hasn't it? Didn't even know there was parties yeah. for that. Oh, yeah, they have the cakes. Is so like... you cut into it and you either have a pink or a blue inside and that's really? how you know. Yeah. Oh. I've had friends who've had that. So the Who? Woman... No. <laughs> they I've all stand around a cake it. and the knife goes in 
And then everyone screams when the first piece comes out and you discover if it's a pink or blue cake. I mean, I'd always hope it was a girl simply because pink cake is nicer than blue cake. Yes, yeah. I mean, right. I love a boy. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Oh, I love a boy. When I make blue cakes, the blue is caused by a WKD. <laughs> that's what I put in. It's just full of WKD. Do you remember those? I'm not in- much of a bit. Do you remember those indicators you used to get on the side of old mini clubmen that used to stick up? They used to call them lollipop indicators. They used yes. to stick up to tell you. I think I'd use that mechanism for the uh, gender <laughs> announcement. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, speaking of move on, I, uh, I I'd like to bring to your attention in my role as motoring correspondent on of this course. show, uh, a subject close to my heart has been in the news this week, and it is in cabin messiness. Uh, there's been a van driver who I think has got three points and a a, a fine mm. for having the most untidy uh, car interior, van interior, I suppose that has been seen on the internet ever and the police put up a picture of it, it is disgusting. <laughs> it's really wow. gross. For many years I've done some jokes about how once I took my wife and kids to the swimming pool and on the way back, <clears throat> the day after, this is the day after I imposed a, a car rule of no eating in the car. You oh. actually drop your kids off at the swimming pool. No, we went Literally. swimming. We all, oh, right. <laughs> We all went to... I didn't think anyone actually did that. I see what you're doing there. (laughs) I'm going to move on. Uh, But no, we went swimming, and on the way back, my wife tried to give the kids a croissant each during a short journey. I mean, that is one of the messiest car foods I can imagine. What next? Baklava? But this... Good point. Good point. (laughs) Um, Very sweet, isn't it? Baklava. Oh. Oh. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's as my son would call it, lish, which it's is always his abbreviation for delicious. The, it's always presented rather sort of amateurishly, which I yeah. like. It's mm. You say, Frank, how you feel. It's in a fruiterer's sort of plastic container. <laughs> it, it always looks as well like it, it was better when it started out on its journey. <laughs> That's the general look of baklava, I would say. I've never feel I've seen it at its peak. <laughs> <laughs> but you used to get broken biscuits in shops. You used to oh, get yeah. cheap. There's an element of that about it. Oh, yeah. oh, what a sh- Well, I'll eat it, but what a shame. But yeah. And the, and the, I don't know, the green pistachio sprinkle could have lived without it. Oh, I like that. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. You're right, though, the green. But I'd forgotten about that altogether. It just feels like a, a sort of afterthought in well, the I kitchens. Suppose. Yeah, but it, 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 it's, it's a signature, uh, signature <laughs> sprinkle. Which I think is what dogs call it. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're talking about Britain's <laughs> messiest van. Britain's messiest oh. van, yes. And they called it Footwell Chaos. You know, one thing that I did enjoy about, just like I enjoyed the word protocol this morning mm. on oh, yeah. the front one of the papers. I'd forgotten that that was called the footwell. Me too. Oh, right. And I enjoyed being reminded of it. <laughs> it's one of those words only police use. Footwell. <laughs> well, I'm not saying. I bet. I bet Al uses it. I use it. I knew it. I could Probably tell. Eighteen it. times a week. <laughs> <laughs> Can we go through? I mean, the footwell chaos was sort of like an ecosystem constructed oh, entirely grim. of fast food. It was what I imagined Donald Trump's bin to look like. Yeah. There were. McDonald's, lots of McDonald's, discarded wrappers, Greg's, Quavers. I saw that distinctive yellow packet. Can't miss it. Uh-huh. Uh, several packs of Siggies. 
Oh. Some t- some uh, cans, discarded cans. Mm. Yeah, I've got to tell you, I um. Well, let me give you an example. I remember giving a a, a guy uh, a lift once, and when he got in the car, he said to me, um, "You should get a grant from the council for carrying this much rubbish." <laughs> <laughs> And I've always, um, my car has always been a bit um, unlaundered. Okay. And since I've had a kid, the backs, I actually took a photo on the strength of this thing, oh, which no. I'll put on Instagram. But I'll Lovely. show It's um, so visual today. Yeah. <laughs> and I have, this is not one of those where I've set it up. It's not like the, the um, was it the Civil War corpse photo when the bloke moved some of the dead bodies about for composition. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Decomposition, more like. Hey. What do you say? <laughs> There you go, there's my back seat. I'll, we'll put that on the thing. But oh, well, I, yeah. Do you want to so, see a picture of my back seat? Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> um, is the yes. punchline that you've only got a two-seater car? What, what is it? Yeah. Is this going to be a junk in the trunk um, <laughs> reference? <laughs> That's oh, messy, though. That I, thought, messy. I thought you were reading out a text from Jack Grealish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, dear. Oh, I need to find my back seat. I, um... There it is. No, no. <laughs> well, I'll put, I'll, I'll put I'll this on it. What I'm saying like... is, that, is it so bad to have a lot of rubbish in your car? Well, the... Not junk in your trunk. The argument against this particular individual is that it's on the driver's side footwell and some of the litter might even get under the pedals. Yeah, under the pedals, <laughs> Under the pedals see. is a problem. I can see that's a problem. It's a problem. Whenever Al talks about anything to do with cars, Frank, he sounds so like the man who did my driver's awareness course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. OK? I think that will be my next performing career, actually. <laughs> Once I rinse all no, the jokes. You're right, I'm there is a difference in the tone of the voice, isn't there? <laughs> yes, it sounds... No, no, it goes a little bit more like that. <laughs> I mean, no, because if it goes in the driver's side... <laughs> it was like when that driver's awareness man said to me, oh, what I call it, Smidzy. Sorry, mate, I didn't see you. Oh, wow. About the cyclist. I can, Al goes a bit smidsy. I've definitely got this in my game. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that, you know, that police stop action uh, VHS somebody bought me years ago. Do you remember those? They used to show bad driving things. Yeah. And they started getting celebrities doing the voiceover. But the one I had was when they still used police officers. Right. And it's say, of the quiet, quiet afternoon in uh, Dagenham High Street. Until uh, this joker turned up. <laughs> and then it'd be, uh, we've all done a three-point turn. It's, uh, it's a pretty basic <laughs> procedure. Except for this character. <laughs> oh, man. It, was, uh, it was tremendous stuff. on Absolute Radio. I was going to say to Frank, did you see we were talking about Britain's messiest fan? Did you see what Thames Valley Police tweeted about it on the socials? They said, a tidy cab equals a tidy mind. Yeah. I see that bit. This is where I have a problem. (laughs) Over to you, I disagree with that. No, me too. I don't think it's true. I just think... Who wants a tidy mind anyway? Yeah, exactly. And also I think the police should just stick to enforcing the law and not tell us about their views on 
mental yeah psychology yeah yeah <laughs> just just put something like some of this rubbish could have got under the pedals therefore we've had to give three points yeah. and a fine he's done yeah. the voice again I don't know what this <laughs> I don't know what this clown and Tory was playing at meanwhile this character I blame that uh, who was that woman who wrote the Tidy Not book oh, oh Marie Kondo Marie yes, Kondo changed the world yeah well I think maybe what can happen if you're not careful with someone like that is that you can be someone's personal neurosis yes I said neurosis mm. possibly disorder becomes um, spread worldwide mm. thank yeah, you that's I will say this <laughs> what I, they need is to make her flat really really hot to get rid of her yes <laughs> I, I have sometimes got a, a bit of a messy car like this you know the odd sandwich box or you know crisp wrapper or whatever sure but what I try to do and I'll pass this on as a life hack oh here we go hold on readers. hold on come on let's get a pencil and paper <laughs> okay I've got my pen poised when I leave the car be it to get fuel or go home hang on be it I like I to that. take that rubbish with me because yeah. you nearly always walk past a bin yeah yeah it's really revelationary isn't it <laughs> And what annoys me about this story is this van belongs to a builder who presumably is more often parked next to a skip than not. Mm. No, no, but... Oh, you're going to say they'll put litter in a skip? No, well, I don't no, think you should. No, of course you don't. You, should only, you don't do that, do you? You should only put um, broken <laughs> yes, computers and, and chairs where the seat has come off the metal <laughs> bottom. And one piece of wood with two nails hanging yeah, out of it. So, no, I... What this bloke has done is created rubbish and kept it in his car. Not like those... Look, I, I saw a couple just pull over, put a used nappy on the side of the um, pavement and then drive off again. I know, this but Ray was desperate. Is, this this well. bloke is looking after his own um, rubbish. Respect to Mondo. Yeah, I'm split on this because uh, twice recently I've seen people throw litter out of their car near my home and... I don't think I can put a percentage on my rage. It's over 100 for sure. Mm. I know, but I also think this obsession with tidiness... I mean, I think there is something to be said for... No, I'm sorry. I think that driver is probably a creative, fascinating man. I mean, I can't imagine Van Gogh saying... I uh, want that from a builder, by the way. But... <laughs> I just can't imagine Van Gogh saying, uh, could you give a vacuum to the old... Uh, I mean, he doesn't have a car, but some sort of horse and carriage. Well, you would defend him with your filthy old house. <laughs> People in there trying to rescue him from rodents and vermin. <laughs> Goodness, it is boiling. That's what, it, that's what it needs. I know. I feel defensive with my pest problem. Look. There was someone who also said about it, Frank, well, I'll never criticise the state of my wife's car again. Oh. oh. Yeah, but that, I didn't think they had uh, Instagram <laughs> in the 1970s. <laughs> that's like, they, you know those letters that well, they said it was sent during World War I, it's just arrived. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh, Frank, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, oh, Paul Doctor has been in touch, so he sounds like you'd get on with him. Okay. Because mm -hmm. you like all things Doctor-related. Frank, I need that clip of The Loneliest Boy. Do you have it available? Uh, the what? Loneliest Man. Uh, the, uh, he calls you it mean... The Loneliest Boy. Oh, 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 he's the loneliest man in the world. I'm playing that 
find this for Alan's mouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, currently what? in a Bi- Byronic ruffled shirt. Exactly. Well, hopefully he's currently in a humane trap. Let's buy the fireplace. Oh, we're all in a humane trap, let's face it. <laughs> Good point. I like it when the show tips us into philosophy. There'll be more relationship <laughs> counselling from Frank Skinner tomorrow night on Radio 4. <laughs> and now a book at bedtime. <laughs> Meanwhile... Over in Paul Doctorland, yeah, mm-hmm. he needed that clip of the loneliest man because he really want. He says, "I really want to come to your show up here in Glasgow in the autumn." None of my friends are coming with me, weirdos. What's the etiquette for attending stand-up solo? Frank Skinner. Well, the first um, and perhaps the most important aspect is. Don't Can I say Frank's show is called Show Business, by the way, and it's marvellous. Show Biz, I apologise. Um, I think uh, the first thing, etiquette-wise, is that you don't tell the uh, comedian you're going to see that you've scoured your friendship <laughs> network <laughs> and can't find anyone who wants yeah. to come. <laughs> that was your first mistake. OK. Uh-huh. Secondly, I go to stand-up on my own. I went to see um, Mr Alan Cochran on his own. Yeah. Uh, great. On my own recently. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, yeah, I don't think it matters. In fact, sometimes you can be thinking, oh, God, are they liking it? And stuff like that. Yeah. It's a bit mm. of an... It, yeah. A great many... Obviously, I wouldn't um, not want to be with um, my dear Kath, but, you know, often when I go to things... It's a Jane Austen character. I don't like to, you know... Both of them. You, know, <laughs> you know, when you go to something, you, you can stay as long as you like and, uh, yeah, and um, you don't have to uh, pretend. So I think, in many ways... It's a good idea to go. And I'm not saying that just to sell those annoying singles that you get left at the oh, end of yeah. the gig. Oh, See, that's yeah. another way of reframing it for this character that's texted. <laughs> like, he's, he's gone into driving know, mode. There might be some single tickets that the artist wants rid of. Yeah. Like, you could be Quite. doing, doing a favour for the uh, box office. The, also, the artist formerly known as Lad. Yeah. As a new lad. Also, I've had lots and lots of correspondence of um, people going to my gigs on their own and then meeting someone else turned out to be the love of their life. That's well, nice. Well, may I suggest... Yeah, I made it up, Sounds but made still up. not. <laughs> they need to do... The good thing about the Edinburgh Festival is you get very into that mode. Once yeah. you're at a comedy festival, you start off a bit tentative, a bit shy... And then all your pride goes out the window. Yeah. You turn into the loneliest man or woman in the world. You go to everything when you own. Yeah, I mean, maybe I've, don't I've... sit right on the front row because then it will become <laughs> conspicuous. But if you're feeling self-conscious and you're attending a comedy gig alone, I would suggest um, one way of making yourself feel less noticeably alone is just add a lanyard as if you work in the industry and you're yeah. meant to be there. That's a good idea. Top tip. Also, worth asking yourself, what's so terrifying about your own company? Oh, that don't, don't, don't think about that for too long. <laughs> it's that, not, it's not like... put you into a tailspin, you might not grow up. It's I, okay. I sometimes wish everyone came on their own and they wouldn't yeah. sit there rattling. Eh? <laughs> so, um... Wow. Yeah, I, uh... Back in the, meanwhile, back in the van. I think oh, it's... Yes. I think it's all right. Okay. I go. do as well. I, I, I respect people. I've been to... Me- I, the only... And the good thing about seeing a comedian, so when I went and saw Al, he was on for an hour, mm-hmm. I went home. Um, if you go to the theatre on your own and there's an interval, that's when you feel like a Nelly Bing Bong. Uh-huh. <laughs> when you're just sitting in the interval. 
You know what I mean? And, and it's yeah. there's, there's an Edward Hopper painting of someone. Yes. You know, his paintings are all often about loneliness. I yeah. do. Someone sitting in an empty theatre during the interval. And it's uh, I don't know. Why that would not? never happen in your gigs, Frank. Mm. Um, well, <laughs> usually people have met the love of their life that he made up a moment ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I met a few people who. Turning anyway. into some sort of speed dating. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, the speed dating and the speed dating. Oh, no. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. It did make me wonder if uh, if this chap who's been driving the van with all the litter in it, he got three points on a fine uh, because of the danger of the litter going under the pedals. Mm. But I think we might be overlooking the advantage of the mm. litter going over the pedals. Like if he's got short legs, like seven or eight like me and canned Scott drink cans squashed. Oh, it's an unreliable braking mechanism. Could end up like cruise control if he puts enough litter on there, couldn't it? I remember in the old days when people used to always tell you cruise things about. Control. He could put a brick on there, couldn't he? I don't know if this still happens. People always had, when I was a kid, people always had stories about cars when I got into my teens. Things. Oh, yeah. Like, if you get the revs right, you don't <laughs> need to, never <laughs> need to use the clutch. Oh, yeah. Right. See, you can hear it, you yeah. can hear it, you know, when you True. And cruise control, the people used to tell me about having a plank of wood. Across across the pedals <laughs> that they used to. I'm Cruise sure control that... I only ever see in a headline in a Sunday supplement in an article about Tom Cruise. Yeah, it's the exactly. only time I ever see that phrase. It's, it's like my frankly speaking interview uh, headline. Oh yeah. I'll tell you what I found. I had to look in my car to see um, to take that photo and also to see what I'd got. And in the door flap, my side, the driver's side, there's a, a coaster. Oh, yeah. oh, not something you use that often in a car. No, well, you do. Unless you're a very, very careful <laughs> driver. Yeah. Coaster in my door <laughs> flap. I know. I know. I liked one of the. Uh, sorry, were you? Uh, did you want to continue? Have I interrupted you, my darling. Well, no, no. What I also found a plastic bracket. Oh. Now, I've got plastic brackets in the house. Brackets, generally. Mm. You know what you find? A, and I'm, it's a generic term, but you find what you can only describe as a bracket. Mm. You don't know where it's come from or what it fits, but you just keep it. I've got about six in the house. Right. You've got a lot of unhung pictures. I don't want to throw away that bracket. No. But I, I don't know what they're even for. Well, is it a shelf bracket? You well, don't who know. Who knows? It's Might just be for a bracket. the picture. No, I think I think people leave brackets in the house as a sort of a the way people used to have like religious things on the walls and <laughs> stuff like that. But it never did anything. That's my theory. The van man. Hmm. I mean, he's not there, but the Britain's messiest van. Someone else commented, "At least he didn't get a fine for littering." Hashtag Meals on Wheels. Uh, and it occurred to me that's not a phrase I've heard in a while. Meals it's on Wheels. Seventies. Concept. I, it used to be, I'm afraid, we used it as a, a bit of a term of abuse at school if someone yeah. did something that made them seem slightly out of touch. Because uh, yeah. they oh, all right, meals on wheels. But is that still going as a service? I think it's, 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 it'll yeah. be called something else. How marvellous. I'm pretty sure we'll get emails this week saying meals on e-mails. wheels are still going. Yeah, I'm sure it e-mails. still exists, but I would say that it, it's got the word community in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're so right. Well, that, that's, I'm confident. Well, Quentin Crisp, of course, said that if you never, ever tidy your flat, mm-hmm. um, after after four years, it never gets any dirtier. 
Oh, right. So you never dust or anything. I'd like to see the science behind that. Yeah. As he says, as he said, <clears throat> it's just a question of keeping your nerve. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I met someone who interviewed Quentin Crisp at his um, about in his house. I think on the Lower Where would East he live? Side, oh, very Greenwich Village in New yeah. York. I think. And um, she said it was it was just a pile of rubbish, the flat, mainly. Mm. And they sat there to sit on the bed. Uh. And she said she could hear scurrying oh. going on. That'll no. be your mate, the loneliest mouse in the world. Uh. Yeah. So um, it's Well, difficult. maybe you just need to allow yourself to feel the lack of control. It's well, the, the pa- tidying is, you know, they call it the paradox of control, don't they? The idea do they? that yeah, you're attempting to try and write something which you can never really keep on top of, trying to keep your house like a hotel. Okay. Good good point. Thank you. Well, I think too much space can make you feel desolate. That's my... uh, Hence... uh, And I think... um, I think Ofsted backed this up with their report that one of the trouble um, areas for education is uh, white working-class children in seaside towns, one of the worst. Mm. Performers. You think it's that they've got too much space around? Someone them. told me it's because they can see the horizon and the sense of everything must end, and there's no point in really trying. Ah. How you doing there in Bridlington? <laughs> Strange end to a wide-ranging show. It was, I think yeah. It's, fair it's, to say. It's, it's a it's a different kind of an ending. Um, but you know, it's summer holiday time. <laughs> so anyway, thanks so much for listening. It's a good Lord spares us, and the creeks don't rise. We'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner.